Hugh, so we'll go back to the the beginning. What what is your kind of earliest memories of of playing football as a youngster? So? I would say, um, just in my era that I grew up, um, just I mean, <laughs> kicking like what we have like soda bottles. Um, with that that would be the ball that we use for football. <laughs> so and that was bare feet. So you probably would be playing with that, and you'd probably hope that you never hit cover when you're probably striking on goal <laughs> but it was pretty much yeah playing on and it was at that time it was like um concrete so you'd probably get a few pistols and stuff like that but I guess that helped <laughs> some, some way or the other so I think that would be probably one of them and um we also did when we could at random times get um like a, a proper football sometimes a flat one We'd have like competitions where we'd do first to one hundred um keep keep ups. So that was um also a thing that we did. And that's one of the things that I could remember just growing up and just always doing, really. Yeah, so was was football kind of the most popular sport um out out there? Um Yes, I would say I would say that. Um foot it's it will have to be between football and cricket. Um but for some reason people always gravitate towards um that ball and that's what yeah is actually the most popular sport in Dominica. Yeah. Mm. So in terms of um was being a footballer always something you wanted to do and kinda when when did you see, oh, I- I'm good at this, I can can give it a go and, you know, some sort of career out of it. So I I've I've always liked active sports, always been like athletic. So I've been doing football, cricket, basketball, like whatever involves the ball and running really. Yeah. And it was, I think it was more my brother who actually saw um, the potential in me rather than myself. For me, it was just fun and games. He was enjoying myself. And he was the one who would, you know, be giving me the right techniques. If I do something that wasn't um, proper, he'd correct it. I'm just thinking, well, I'm just I'm just playing like why he's he's so serious about it. Um so I think he was really the one who actually saw that and put things in place um in place to nurture that because even when he'd say like, Okay, let's go, you could kick shots on me, let's see how many you score. So for me it's a game, but for me, he's giving me the getting me into the habit of scoring goals, he's showing me the right techniques, stuff like that. So I think he was really the one to do it, um, to kinda like guide me on that path but I did enjoy playing um all different sports with, with my um with my friends to be fair I I really made the decision I should say um about high school when we are looking at our career paths um, before everybody thinking about what they they're going to do and I'm just thinking oh I don't think I would be an accountant or like a businessman I think I would be a footballer <laughs> so at that point, I I I started to really like shift my mind from then on. Just be like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. So, um, in terms of um getting into you know the football teams locally and stuff, um, I noticed you were at Bath um Estate. What kind of level of football was is that? Would you say in terms of the standard? What's how was that for you? Okay. Yes. So interestingly enough, I actually started in another club which yeah. is actually Bathurst Ambassadors. That's the club who actually gave me my, my senior start to football in Dominica, to be fair. And it's amateur in Dominica. We we It's not um, even semi-pro, it's amateur in Dominica. So 
the level would be there's a lot of talented players um for sure so you will you will come up against very technical very fast players um but in terms of i should, I should say in terms of structure and the actual um marketing or development of a league it's it's amateur based um but i got my my real breakthrough again battery ambassadors who even at the age of 14 they gave me like my full set of scenic um experience and my mother's very very concerned and, and afraid for me getting my getting injury and stuff like that playing against grown men and i stayed with them for a few years and have managed to score 36 games I'm cool sorry in 46 games so I kind of started to turn a few heads then and that is when I transitioned to Papi State which was a more established club I should say in Dominica yeah. they played in the Premier Division um, at the time Bathroad was in the in first division which is a, a level we don't have many divisions so it was a level before yeah. Premier so I kind of got um promoted, I should say, or, or I transitioned into Bathurst State, which is basically, it's a river separating the two communities. So it was right next to me as well. And it's a place that I also did my youth career in. Um, that's where I did, we did my academies and and um, even like in terms of what we what we call swept, what you guys call a kickabout. Yeah, I would yeah, do yeah. that with the same, the same guys from Bathurst State, Bathurst. So that's pretty much my area. So, yeah, yeah. so um, in terms of switching from both sides, was there much kind of difference in terms of obviously amateur and then that's kind of the top domestic um, domestic league? Um, how did you find adjusting to that? Um, yes, yeah, so in Bathurst, I, I came across more, well, lower level players, I should say, just because um, you had most of the like national players and stuff like that playing at the premier um division. So it was definitely a step up. Um a lot bigger, stronger guys, um, faster guys, technical guys. So it was a it was a step up. It was a lot of expectation as well because I was scoring a whole sort of, um a lot of goals in <laughs> with Bathroom and then obviously I was expected to transition across and do the same. So it was it was a steep learning curve, but um I mean you have very good players we had very um good players in Buffet State so service was good and you know I got to learn a lot in that time as well. Yeah. Um so in terms of going to um through the setup of the of the national team, kind of what are your kind of early memories? Obviously you switched national teams because um originally you were in um Mont um Surat, if I'm pronouncing Montserrat. it right. Yes. Um and then and switching it to um, Dominica. Um, so, yes. what kind of um, how was that in the early stages of of the youth? Um, so, so, you went in under seventeens and stuff like that. Yeah. So, one of my earliest memories would be actually my first game for Dominica. Um, that was under fifteen national team. I was I was actually, I was the captain of the under fifteens at that time, and. My or very first game, I, I I can never forget that that we played against Saint Lucia in um Trinidad, and we were we did a lot of training. We were properly prepared. I had some of the best players on the island, and we played against Saint Lucia, and we were down three nil at halftime. <laughs> and oh, coach, like he never that that was a strange thing. He never looked 
constant worried. He was actually smiling. He's just thinking, well, yeah, that's football. It's different, yeah. And everybody's just like down and heads are down. And we're just thinking, oh, we're shit. Because, I mean, we're 3-0 down. And he never looked concerned. Like, he was mm. just saying that, yeah, that's football. And he was just looking at us with a smile. Everybody was so concerned. And so just confused us too. Like, we were expecting, like, proper feedback and let's go again and he pointed out that he was spiritual and I think it's because he knew the, the, the group of boys that he had and he gave us a few pointers and said that okay let's go let's go and fix it in the second half and actually, we actually came in the second half and won the game 5-3 <laughs> so that was like that was for me the, one of the biggest games I got MVP my very first trophy MVP of that match um, scoring one setting up two so it was a very good um yeah, that's one of my earliest memories, I should say. Um, and in terms of Montserrat, Dominica, started with Dominica, so I did on the 15s, on the 17s, on the 20, yeah. Olympic on the 21, 23s, and then senior team. But after my the under 21s, I think I went to Montserrat. That's when I um, moved across. Um, I went to be a police officer in Montserrat, so I left Dominica. I went to the uh, Montreal for and I stayed there for like three years. And during that time, I played on the island. And due to um like parental her- um heritage and stuff like that in Montreal, I was able to play. And because of my age as well, I was not I did not reach age. I think it was like twenty one or twenty. I can remember where I had to decide on which senior team that I would continue with. Mm. So when I reached the age that I had to choose. It was always going to be Dominica and, and simply because when I look at the country that I'm going to represent and I mean I grew up my entire life in Dominica. I left Dominica like when I was like eighteen, nineteen. So um all I knew and the players um that I grew up playing with and stuff like that it was all Dominica. So that's when I <clears throat> decided to um try and switch back to Dominica as a team that I would continue with. Yeah, so what like how how proud was that moment in terms of making your debut in, in the senior team for your country and in the colours and stuff how, how did that make you feel that was that was a really big moment for me um, it's something that growing up I always dreamed about doing representing my country and the thing is like Dominicans they support very very strong so to see that following and to see the kind of um, support that the people show and the people like express it, it it's a very i don't know it's it, it's very rewarding and it's a very it's a very very good feeling to know that you you're representing your country and you <clears throat> and you're making putting smiles on on the faces of like so many dominicans so that for me was was something like almost like a dream come true to represent my country and to make them feel proud and and you know um, i noticed that you were kind of the first um player for, from your country to ever sign a pro contract um that was out in Trin- Trinidad how was yeah how how was how was that for you yes it was a big um turning point and I think the the real essence in that story would would lie in the fact that I I um because there there would have been Dominicans who probably grew up in different countries and um signed different contracts and probably just have parental heritage and different stuff like that but I was one who went through the entire system. Mm. I did not get any outside training. All of my training of my nation was in Dominica. Mm. So I think that is where 
that really originated from and um because you don't have a lot of Dominicans going out and stuff like that. It gets very difficult. It's very, very difficult. And it's because again we have a amateur league, so a lot of people are not rushing to see how much amateur players. Mm. You understand? Um and to get that opportunity. So I actually got that opportunity to go on a two week trial in Trinidad and that that one like, actually has a backstory on it. But it 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 was very significant for my country as well because even since then we've had like about um let's say four, five Dominicans who are actually went to play in Trinidad as well after mm-hmm. me. So it kinda opened um a door there where the the, the um started to recognize Dominican players um and started to have a look. So that that was a good link for my country in 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 that regard and um till all up to today they still have the option Dominican players still have that um option of now going to train that where before it was something that almost wasn't um even spoken about just because of the level that Trinidad league is at and obviously Dominica um we did not have um players um marketed and well going out um into Trinidad. Yes, yeah, so, not some of the other leagues. Mm, yeah, so what kind of standard is is a league um, out in Trinidad? What's um, how did you find it kind of adjusting to? Oh, it was a it was a very very steep learning curve for me. Um, you have guys like even coming from different countries. You had guys from Argentina, from America, like Canada, like <clears throat> so. It's not just Trinidadians that you're playing against, and Trinidad himself has. A lot of talented players, a lot of like really technical, really fast, really strong players. So it was uh, almost like a, a high concentration of very, very talented players and players from Jamaica, like all different other Caribbean countries as well, who came to play in Trinidad. So it was a was a big hub, I should say, for 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 um, talent. And it was, and again for me, I was never exposed to nothing of that sort before. So. I had to learn and I had to learn fast because coming from like a small country like Dominica, who doesn't have like the name of a Canada or, or or one of the bigger countries, it's almost like you don't have anything to probably lean on to say like if you have like a bad start that they could say, oh, but you know, he's from mm. Canada. So we expect that he's at a certain level, like they have no real information or, or, or history um for Dominica. So it, it was difficult. I had to work twice as hard. I had to be scoring twice as many goals in practice to to give myself a chance because um people are thinking, well, we have local talents. Why are you going to, you know, mm. an amateur country to get players when we have so many talented players here in Trinidad? So it was a uh, it was it was a lot of um again a lot of expectations, a lot of eyes to see like what's in that player that you could bring him into the club and that we have to um obviously give him that chance. So it was a, I should say, it was a, it was a lot, and even that's just in my team and making a, a, a kiss for myself to even play, and yeah. then you have you play against another team who has all the the arsenal of um, talented and, and and like really good players. So then when it comes to the actual field of play, it's another challenge to you now go and deliver, and and again I've. Never had that kind of um exposure before, 
it was all in Dominica and so it, it, it was a very very stimulating too and adjusting to the culture with of life stuff like that it was team styles it was a lot yeah so so how important was that in terms of getting you to the the next level um in terms of having to up your game obviously you played in the 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 quote of the champions league over over there as well so um yes it it, it was it was it was vital because it actually set up my career um to the way it's, it has been because it's been again it's, uh, most of the time i have to do a lot of adjusting in a short period of time because i've been playing different countries and different countries come with different styles different ways of life different team tactics <laughs> so a lot of adjusting and adapting and that's what training that gave me gave me a strong dose of professionalism and what um, and what's it like um to be a professional and i had well that's what i've used to carry me on to my career um even in terms of trinidad it it was even because i got like a two-week trial after that two-week trial was up and i was actually successful then i only had like two or three days to go home to come back because we had to fly to colombia for preparation for the concacaf um champions league that would have been played in mexico yeah. because of to make us ready for like in terms of altitude and stuff like that colombia was the next country that we could get that preparation so it was yeah it's again it was a stipulating curve and it's one that i've had to that has helped me um set a foundation um that know that i could go to different countries and different styles and just adjust it made me develop my game massively because some countries are more physical some countries are more um fast some countries are more technical so it's just been a lot of adjusting and a lot of um fine tuning basically yeah so what kind of can you can you recall some experiences in terms of playing the champions league obviously for us we've got the U- european champions league you've got the one over in asia and then one over um there as well what kind of what does it mean is it quite significant for people over there and kind of what do you recall in terms of the matches that you played in yeah, so the CONCACAF Champions League is the biggest club championship, um, club, club um, league that you will play in the Caribbean. And there's, there was also the CFU, which qualifies you for the CONCACAF Champions League. Um, it's, it's, it's massive. It's televised, a lot of scouts, a lot of different countries. And that's when you play against like some of the big guns from the big um, nations. So you really get to put yourself out there. Um, I remember <laughs> it was it was so funny because a few months before and stuff like that, like I, I was playing like amateur. And then when I signed with Trinidad, then I, my debut match was actually against the champions of Mexico <laughs> to look AFC. <laughs> they were like Mexican giants. They could, that's, that's one of the times I've seen the team. That's the closest I've seen a team possible, like Spain, like it's, the ball mm-hmm. was just constantly just slipping. And I remember being on the, on the sidelines because I was substitute. Um, and I was so nervous because I'm just thinking, like, there's no way I could actually go into that game and do anything like remotely close to what I'm seeing. It was almost like, it was, and and the crowd and how loud it was. It was almost like that alone, the environment alone, was almost consuming me because I'm just thinking, like, how can I actually go in that game? I, I'm actually hoping that I I did not make my debut that day, that day. <laughs> and um, six and eight minutes, the coach. Well, told me to warm up, and I'm just thinking, oh, it's happening. And then got me in. And I remember my first, 
my first the first pass into me was a bad touch and the, the guy closed me down in like half a second like and I was just thinking oh it's going to be a long day because it was not good usually you want to come into a game good first touch confident but that was not the case I had a bad first touch and I was just thinking yeah and then just keep go- just kept going and kept playing my game it was a lot in my head um, but it it was something that I just had to do mentally and just stay in it. And um, we're just waiting for my chance because I I don't know why, but I, I just felt I would have gotten a chance. I don't know why. I'm just waiting. Uh, and the ball came in from, from across and beat the defender or slightly deflected the defender's foot. And I had like a second to just adjust. And I just happened <laughs> to be ready for that chance. That And yeah, I just stuck it back through the keeper's leg. And that, if I don't like, even in, in the celebration, like I was so surprised <laughs> of because of how fast it happened that I literally was just stunned. And that's when I realized, oh, I scored. <laughs> and then all the guys were like running, and then that's when I even tried to celebrate. But I was, I was basically just like <laughs> so shocked and so surprised, like how, how fast it happened. So that, um, yeah, that was really, really, that was really, really good. And I think that then propelled my career from there because before that I was only known in Dominica. I had only made a name in Dominica. Yeah. But then my name kind of started to go go about then obviously everybody was trying to figure out like who is that player because we were done like three in that was our only goal. And even in terms of like stats and history like lots of there's very there are very few Caribbean players who have ever scored against a Mexican club in Mexico. Mm. So that was kinda of like a talking point as well. So I think that was one of the areas that kind of like kicked up my career, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Was it quite, um, being in Mexico, obviously that's home turf for them. Um, was it quite intimidating at, at times or um, would you say, was that the most intimidating yeah. atmosphere you've been played played in? Uh, well, at the time it was. Um, later on, I've, I got a few more experiences, but at the time it was definitely because I've never been in a stadium that, like, of that capacity against like so many people and even in terms of even our preparation like we it was so it was several thousand feet over sea level and that's the air is so thin there that we had to take lots of like supplements and stuff like that even before um to raise our hemoglobin levels and different stuff like that and then we had to go to Colombia for like 10 days Mm. to um get accustomed to that kind of um altitude because I remember our first session in Colombia was literally a walking session. We had to just walk around the park <laughs> on our first day. And even then some guys got nosebleeds. Like even at that point, that's how high <laughs> it was and how intense it was. So I think even in terms of preparation, it was one that was was very, very intimidating and, and especially for myself because these guys at least would have been playing at a high level against in like in bigger crowds or even like on the on um CFU club championship which was the step before. So they would have had some kind of exposure. But for me, I was just thrown into the deep end like and I was just seeing and learning and doing like stuff that I I didn't see at no point in my life before. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um so in terms of um Obviously, you were there for for quite a wee while, and then um, I was reading. I wasn't sure. If, um, I noticed that you were on trial out in America. Is that is that true? You were out 
there on trial? Uh, yes, I did um trial there as well, yeah. Um that that actually came about when I went to Guyana. So I was in Trinidad for that like, two years, um and then I went to a club in Guyana at that time Slingers FC. And while there I started, I was off to a good start. My like I think it was also another step in my career that scored lots of goals in Guyana and again once you're scoring goals as a forward like your name gets out. And I remember there was a guy in Guyana, which I find was very, very unusual because he he basically was supporting another team. I think he was one of our rivals though at the time. But he always saw again my potential and he saw that oh wow like I was a good player and the fact that I was not from even like I was not from Guyana I was even more surprised that he then told me that he he had um connections with a guy in Can Canada who was who was actually one of the all time um Hall of Famers, um Alex Bunbury. And the guy from Guyana Junior Forester, he made the connection and Alex was one of the guys who um gave me that trial at Sporting Kansas. Um so I am always grateful to the, for them to even do that for me, like especially the fact that I was not Guyanese. And I went to Sporting Kansas. I, it was like a three-day trial. It was very short, and did a lot of uh, like, um, fi- like fitness and conditioning, like tests and stuff like that. Um, and then we test our strength for vertical jumps, stuff like that. And then we did lots of games. Um, and I thought it was going well. I felt, um, based on the feedback I was getting, like everything was, like even speaking to Alec, everything, everything was um, going like really good. Um, I'm sorry, did it. So yeah, so I um, I was very impressed. Like that, and I got the three day trial, and I was really sure they were very intense. Did the um, performance and the strength um, tests stuff like that, and then everything was going well. Um, got the feedback from Alex as well. And then towards the end, when we started to, um, I thought things were fine. And then when we got to like visas and stuff like that, I got some insight that obviously it's, it became an issue because, yeah, Dominica, I don't know. Um, it's probably because of, I don't know, ranking. It's probably because of different stuff. It's like, I, that's not my my um, I have no expertise in that field. Um, I'm just a player, but I was I, I got cast. As I said some inside that obviously visa and stuff like that supposed to be mm. a problem. So that felt through. I'm not happy, but like I, I understood. Um, I started to understand that side of of things. Um, as well. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of um, before you came over to Scotland, was there ever any other opportunities you had to go maybe mainland Europe or you know across the pond or what? Yeah, so I actually came, one of my first trials I did actually came um, in 2011. Um, I came at Dagenham and Redbridge at the time. They were, I think, in League One. Oh, yeah. So I did some a trial with them in um, 2011. And that was just, <laughs> so I came just after they, they, they had passed that that rule for, for visas where your country had to be in the top 70 in the world, like in, in terms of even getting like visas, so that again posed another <laughs> big issue mm. for myself. I did that there, 
um, didn't work out. I also went to Minnesota FC as well in the US. I fell through. Um, I went to the Canadian Premier League. Um, they had a train as well. Fell through. So have been have been knocking. Um, mm. but yeah, it just things just just kept falling through. And I um, and I mean, just from a player's perspective and just from a player's standpoint, I always thought that. You know, it's one of those where you're thinking that you didn't do good enough or like I never felt that I was poor or I didn't do good enough. So I always, I always, I don't know. Yeah, so I was always optimistic and thinking that, I don't know, I just felt like, because it's just a feeling like you just know if, if you have done, I mean, good enough or not. And I always felt that I gave a good um, show and a good um, account of myself, but I just didn't work out. And at the end of the day, I guess it just wasn't time. You moved to Scotland. Um, um and now, now you're in Aberdeen. Um, kind of, how did the move about come to to Brecon, and did you ever have any other options kind of available? I, my 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 wife um and I got married, and obviously over time, well, I got my visa and stuff like that. So at that point, I did a bit of long distance before, but at that point, I, I it was time to move and obviously to be for, and um, I knew that I wanted to transition across and you know play football in. Scotland as well um, but I didn't know how we would have come up about just because again it would have um, it's a lot of links in football and who you know and getting your, your your name out and even when I came and I was trying to do it by myself by sending out like reaching out and stuff like that a lot of the feedback that I got was I did not have any senior team experience or, or, or appearances like even in Scotland but for me, I was just thinking, oh, I won't because I'm now moving into Scotland. So it would be kind of difficult to already have experience, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, so that's one of the challenges that I had. And um, lucky enough for me, a guy named Graham Walk, in, he actually played, I played a few games with them in Stonehaven, you know, just to, you know, keep, have a, just keep fit or just to keep playing. And he immediately, recognize um my potential and stuff like that and he asked me for my cv and said that it was okay that he could sign it out and i was just thinking yeah that's exactly what i'm looking for actually and he he said he had it i sent him my cv and within a week i should say he told me that um breaking was interested um, i'm not sure how he went about uh, about getting it out or how it reached them but he said that they're interested and then they contacted me and told me uh, of they like to see me, obviously, because you need to put what you're seeing on <laughs> on the CV and the videos um, to a feast and to see if it's actually the same. And I did a couple of training sessions with them, and they were, I guess, they were pleased because they, they signed me after that. And um, yeah, pretty much that was pretty much the link to Birkin, and then I yeah signed. Um. So in terms of your Obviously, you had a really good time at, at Brecon. How how did you find uh, adjusting to the Highland League? Obviously, it's quite physical. <laughs> you could be fair. Um, so how did yeah. you adjust to that? The I think the two main areas that I, I had to adjust to was the was well, the, the the physicality because I mean you would probably get you you probably get that, but it will be almost you'd probably know the. You would have a few players probably giving you that or a few teams giving you that, but I almost feel like you get that from all the teams yeah. in the Highland League, that level of physicality. So and even in terms of what the the referees allow, um, it's a it's a lot more physical. Um 
the other thing that I I thought that was the, the other challenging part was the weather. It's yeah, the weather was very much a challenge, um, because in the Caribbean, it's usually twenty seven, twenty eight. Um, the lowest it it gets really is like nineteen, and that's around Christmas. So, it the the cold it did a number on me. Um, also even in terms of like recovering, I I find that because it's cool, I don't get tired as fast. But when I do get tired, it's difficult to like recover to get air in. So that for me um seemed to be a challenge, and obviously, then I had to adapt to my teammates and um the the coaches' style of play and the league in itself. So for me, that that was some of the um challenging parts. But I think outside of outside of that, then it's football. Like football is 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 the same really. If you if you're speaking to them, strictly speaking, the game, and when you want to get going, then you start to just basically get into the groove of things and get get your feet. So it's it's just a matter of um something that again sort of it's just adapting. But I think the the difference in the adapting I've had to do before and Scotland was I would say the the physicality and the um and the weather. Yeah, yeah. Um. So obviously now you're you're for Martin. What kind of what attracted you most to? For Martin, yeah. So for Martin, I remember playing them last year, and um, even in the games we played against them, though we 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 won. I think in the league we we beat them the first time, and then they they beat us and they at home. And I always remember them being a good side. Like that's one of the sides that I remember gave us like a proper a proper challenge, a proper showing, a proper. So it's it's one way I I knew it was a very good team. Um. In terms of like their their I should say their style of play or even like I don't know if it, I should say game time, but that was one of the things that <clears throat> I think really drew me to them because as a as a well as a striker but as a football player I should say even what you want is game time like you'll 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 not score any goals from the bench I can guarantee yeah. you that <laughs> as long as we play in the same rules we will not. So when you go from the bench, so I think for me, game time was the most critical um, call. I should say it was the I got the confidence that I would have um, gotten, and for me, that that for me is is is, is critical um, to my career. So that and, and and it's been it's it's been good because I mean, if you think of of how you get form as a striker, it's I mean consistently doing getting game time, scoring goals, stuff like that. That's how you get a bit of form. Um and also it's in my it's right next in my city basically it's in Aberdeen, um so I we've well I didn't mention but I have a baby on the way as well yeah. so yeah. having there a, a club that's close it's 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 ideal for for myself so those are some of the things that I I definitely took into consideration when I'm making the move and. And yeah, because my time breaking was 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 fantastic. Um, I mean the people, the 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 experience, the players, like my fans, like it, it's it was a very very good experience. And obviously, I'll always be grateful that they they took a chance um, with me because again, a lot of people were looking for experience, like guys if who would have already have experience. And I mean, for 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 them to take that chance with me, it was. For me, I, I that's something that I, I will never forget because if they had not taken that chance, you 
I'll probably still be, I don't know, maybe not, but I'll probably still be in a position where I'm looking for a club or I don't know, I probably wouldn't have not, I've gotten the exposure that, that I got from next season. And also for yourself in terms of getting game time in terms of you for your national team as well. So that, that must be important. So it's not when you go away for a national team, it's not like you're you're not match fit in terms of, you know, preparation stuff. Yes, that is something I actually um thought to mention as well. That was was actually one of the critical um points as well because I I have to obviously go out to a national team and um I need to be match fit and I, I I need to be sharp because it's not it's not one where my name is going to get me over the line. Like I still need to to deliver. So that was that was also a very very important part. Um, me retaining my selection on the national team and me um delivering for the national team because I mean that that for me is is, is also very very like very very important part of um my career as well. Yeah, so what um what are your kind of targets this year in terms of goals or do you keep them to there yourself and have them noted down somewhere and just wait and see at the end of the season? Oh to be honest, I actually I actually asked that um earlier on, like before the season even started. And well, last season I got thirteen, so I just decided like, you know what, I've I've gotten a bit more a bit of an understanding as to how the league works and whatnot. So I think I expect this season to be a better one. So I, I actually predicted um or my goal at least is to get at least at least twenty this yeah. season. So it's really about to high and um yeah I'm well on my way so I'm just need to keep fit and inform and hopefully I should have that. Yeah I was gonna say so far so good. Yeah, so far so good. Yeah, so far so good. Yeah. If you get a game every game, like every a goal every game, that's kind of. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much yeah what I'm looking at. But you know, the football, football goes sometimes you're fine, and then sometimes you have that we deep in form, and then you go a few a few games, and that's the thing about, about like even that position as well, like. You you get confidence through scoring, but when you're not scoring, like as the games are going, like you're becoming a bit anxious. Your your confidence starts to drop a bit. So that's mm-hmm. a real, yeah, that's really important. That you know, I'm getting goals. Yeah, in ter- in terms of the sort of players you're playing with, you're playing with um, Graham um, Rogers, various different players. What's kind of the what what do you what do you think for Martin can do this this season? Um, in terms of you know domestically potential cups runs yeah i think i think i have a very good chance i generally think i have a very good chance because um when i when i actually went into the club and i and i and i see the players that we have and um i see the level that everybody's at i'm just like kind of thinking how how are they not in like like well, how how do they not get like better results if if you get what I mean like in terms of cops in terms of the, I think they should definitely be get get getting more cops or or I don't know finishing even high in the league because yeah, there are some really really talented players at Paul Martin and not just talented players like guys who work really hard as well even off the ball so for me like it's, when you put hard work and you put talent together like you're onto something so I I really 
see very very good things um this season and obviously I think I mean you can't um really avoid things like injuries or, or, or form. Yeah. But I think that will be maybe our our biggest challenges, yeah, I should say. Like obviously, um I mean internally. Because I think we have what it takes to have a proper go this season, um in both league and cup. Yeah, yeah. And also you've got a potential chance of going on a Scottish Cup run and that for yourself, that's putting you on a on a stage where you're facing teams who are from higher divisions potentially and it yes. helps you with that. Yes, that's that's definitely um one of the areas as well that I mean the, the opportunities they lie. And it's just about um basically getting the results. I mean the the more the more you get the results is 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 it sets you up on a bigger stage. And I think that because there are lots of also young young boys who are also looking, you know, to blow up on the scene and to to get their, their chance. So I think even as a as a as a club, um it will be it will be good to to get into those positions and it all starts with um winning the well that next game, win the winning what's in front of you basically. So whether yeah. it's you know a team that you expected to beat or a team that expected to beat you. <laughs> like it's basically getting past that game and I'm and giving a good performance really. Yeah. So in terms of you, in terms of your career, what are kind of your ambitions in terms of, you know, club football and also for your national team, what's your kind of wanting to achieve? Yes. Um so in terms of club football, yeah, that's that's one I get a lot uh, that question. Um and it's one that like, it, it's one that I I I have so my career have, have been basically guided and, and and shaped by God to be honest because some of the things that I've achieved or some of the places that I've been or or even how my career has has gone um a lot of it some sometimes I don't understand like how how I've gotten to certain places or how things have worked out <clears throat> and excuse and it's something that I don't want to know put my hand in and probably prevent myself from getting something else because at the end of the day I'm a firm believer that like all things work together for, for the good. Um so it's one that if if I had to say just based on, you know, the question I would say I like to play at the at the highest possible level. Yeah. Um so whether that's the Scottish Premier League or wh- that I'm able to. So whether that's the Scottish Premier League, whether that's Championship League one, like it's not in my hands, but what I will do is I will give myself the best possible chance. So I will deliver um, to the best of my ability. I will continue scoring goals and I'll see where it takes me. But in terms of um, how it will go at the end of the day, like it's, it's, it's entirely out of my control. Um, and in terms of the national team, I basically, <laughs> it's just to set that bar higher so that whoever is coming before um, after me, sorry, to give them a marker that it's not one that you could come and, and achieve by just coasting or, or, or just taking it lightly. You'll definitely have to grab and put in the work. And that's what I want to do to give, like, give people that, that mark that you have to work hard. You have to, 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 to be at your best mm. to pass that mark. It's not one I just want people to just take lightly and just 
basically go across the line. So it's just setting a high standard for the people before and to really just make a, a, a name and continue building on my, my brand, really. So that after, when I go into, I don't know, football administration or, or mm. however else, that I can be in a position that I can help um, those coming before me and I can really give back to the sport and, and, and just do what I I can to, to you know, yeah, to give back. Yeah, you you mentioned God. How in terms of your, do you have quite a strong faith? How how important is has that been in terms of your football? In terms of you've been through a lot of, you know, ups and ups and downs in terms of oh. you know, different opportunities. How how important has that been? That actually been foundation. That actually been the foundation. Um, and like lots of times, obviously everybody has their own opinion, but the thing that I've seen happen. Like I'm, I'm telling you, there's there's no possible chance that it's just like love chance or mere human um intervention. Like it's it's not possible. Um, I've seen situations that there's no other explanation to them. They're being a high, you know, higher ball. Um, and even on a on a lighter note, um, where in terms of opportunities, there there have been opportunities that. I thought that I knew the better option too. Mm. And it happened like it happened the other way. And I was, I was so disappointed. I should say initially, I mean, you know, it's a human reaction. And then when I, when I look back, that, that, that was some of the changing points, like the big, like in my career that actually propelled my career to even like go get bigger. So it's one way I, to be honest, I, I 100% trust God and just trust what he's doing and where he's going um, within me. So, yeah, it's definitely foundation. Yeah. Um. So in terms of um, how how proud are you? You're like kind of, you're the only current like Highland League player playing for their national team. Um, the last one was, there was actually, oh, I forgot his name. There was a guy playing for... I think he played for for Martin briefly, but he played for Bank City and he played for the Icelandic um, national team. Nice. So, um, how does how 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 did you find that first time where obviously you had breaking, you were playing games there, then you were going away? How 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 do you find that switch from you know Highland League in terms of representing your country? Is it? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a big it's a big change. Um, Especially in terms of the speed of play and the and the ability of the um the opponents that you you go go against um because I mean I mean the Highland League you you have I mean don't get me wrong I come against some guys who I'm thinking that could actually be like a national player level like there there's some really really good guys that you know really turn heads but I think the difference is you almost get eleven of those players when you're playing against like a national team, you know, if you go, I get what I'm saying, like the level, like it's, it's right across the board. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's difficult to even like pick a weak link or somebody where, you know, you could target that you could get through or, you know, stuff like that. Um, because even those, let's say defenders that are quote unquote slow for national team, they would probably have, they'll be so technically strong or they will read the game so well that they would cancel off. Like you could be as fast as you can, but there'll be a guy covering. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a lot it's a lot of, of 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 things that I think that um I'll have to make during the game. So it's not one that I can really prepare for. 
it's a lot of things that have to change even during the game, even the the the, the term, in terms of like the amount of time you have on the ball. I probably have a few more seconds. I'm um, in the Highland League that I would have in a national game. So it's one way I kind of have to like really switch on and and um just be at it because if 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 not, I I may not um perform well and I'm have my biggest critics. So it, then it gets in my head. So I need. It's it's something that's a lot of um mental work, I should say. Yeah. So what what is it like having like you've got quite a decent following on on Facebook in terms of people from back home following you in terms of your football? What's that like? You know, people you know keeping track of how you're doing over over here in in Scotland. Yeah, it's been it's been really good. It's been um it's been a really really um I mean I feel so privileged to be in a position where like persons are, are are so engaged and so and I feel so happy because I get a lot lots of messages that people are so proud and so happy to be Dominican and to see one of one like a Dominican doing so well and stuff like that. So that that really makes me feel really good. And even like young even like you have like young boys um and girls messaging tell me that I inspire them and stuff like that. Like that's that's some of the reasons why I even started, you know, to give hope to um people because that's the kind of thing that I wanted myself growing up to um to even give myself a a chance to begin with. So it it's 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 a very 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 good feeling, very humbling one because I mean at times when I go back go back home and I see people that I grew up with and and, and the amount of respect they have, like it's just like wow, like it, it's. Yeah, it's one of those that really plays with the heartstrings, I should say. <laughs> um, and and yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a lot because it's and that's all sports is like. There's there's some I can remember who said that one of my coaches said that in football you're either close to heaven you're close to hell because when you have such a big following as well, <laughs> it comes with expectations. So when you're having like a a bad run of form, then. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it goes. Yeah, it can be like you put a lot more pressure on yourself. I should say so. It 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 it's a lot. It's a lot to to manage, but it's not one that I I shy from. Yeah. So in terms of players you've played with so far in your career, who who would you say is the best player you've played with overall? Is that a tough one? Or... Yeah, that's a yeah that's a tough one. Um. The thing is, the thing is, yeah, I could, pro- I think I might, I, I could probably give you, whew, it's, it's a tough one, but even so, there in terms of, well, I'm actually fumbling my words even <laughs> to get that, but in terms of best players played, I'd probably say the best natural finisher I'd probably played with will be Kilson Benjamin, the guy who had the record goal scorer. Um, who was the record goal scorer before myself? I think he's the most natural goal scoring um all this finisher I've seen. Um played with um in terms of overall play, I should say. I will I think I'll I'll, I'll give it oof, what's it? it's almost like a tie. <laughs> so just, mm, let's just play it between I'll probably say it's it's probably between Briel Thomas and Chad Bertrand because Chad Bertrand is like a, an engine. Like he will, he will defend and then probably be on the next end to 
to score the goal <laughs> or assist. <laughs> and, and obviously, like, guys like Brayton was very, very, very technical and, and, and very strong, very, very, very composed. Like, he's, yeah, he's one of the best midfielders that I've come across in Dominican football as well. So I think that. And, um, yeah, probably the best goalkeeper I've ever, I've ever seen. I'm, I'm, I mean, some may call me biased, but I genuinely think he's the best keeper up till today. Like, to date, it will be Quentin Prince, who's the captain of the national team now. Mm. So I think, in a nutshell, like, I actually couldn't put one because when I think of what the reason why I think they're the best, like, it's in different aspects. Yeah. So I think that will, yeah, that will probably be, yeah, just a, almost like an overview of who the best I've played with, yeah. Yeah. Um. So going on to to people who you've played against, who's like been the toughest, say, defender or or best player. Uh, okay. Um. I would say toughest. Well, the best I've probably played against, like generally in terms of overall play and everything, would be Alfonso Davis. Like he. he oh was, yeah. He was on another level. I've never seen anything like it. Mm. Um. And. Toughest I've played against. It might actually be that um a guy from Canada. I think his name is Petrie. He was a centre midfielder, but when I played against them the first time, um, it was twenty fifteen, I think. I think everywhere he turned, he was there. So I don't know if it was a man marking situation or we just happened to be in the same place at the same time. But I literally could not get a touch on the ball. So. I think in terms of, yeah, the guy probably went against, that was the toughest, was that, that Petrie guy from Canada. He was all over me. I barely got any touches. I, that's probably one of the games I got the least amount of touches in the game. So mm. uh, probably, yeah, that's the two that I can just pick off my head just now. Yeah, is that the, would you say they're the toughest national team you faced or, or you faced our kind of teams that are? Yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think, Yes, I think it's fair to say that they were actually one of the toughest teams I've faced. I mean, notwithstanding of teams like Panama and, and even Nicaragua were really, really tough challenges. But I think I think I'd, I'd give them yeah the toughest I've faced. Tell, tell us like a story in terms of your football that you've maybe not mentioned before. Obviously, we've spoken about so much stuff, but maybe like a yeah. brief nice wee story about either your time you know adjusting to Highland League or behind the scenes kind of just to give insight yeah I think I think I I've never said it told anyone that before but I think I have one of my football superstitions yeah <laughs> is that um so I never so I don't clean my my clits my football boots okay as long as I'm scoring <laughs> so no <laughs> it's kind of yeah it's not it's, so 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 much of a good shape of obviously since the start of this season I've scored every game. So <laughs> um, actually look at it this one I'm just thinking oh I have to I think I might just clean them but you know just superstition that it's not broken don't 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 fix it. So I turn I think the the next game that I don't score I'll be happy to give them a proper proper wash. Yeah I was <laughs> but gonna, that's one of those I was gonna say if say you score Say like you score, you know, most of the season and most of the games. Your Ooh. your your boots are going to be minging. They're going to be disgusting. Oh. I wouldn't like to know oh. what's on them. Um, oh, definitely, yeah. 
So, I mean, I'm not looking forward to not scoring, but at one point, I don't know, it's just a superstition, but I might, if it gets to that point, I might just have to break down because if it gets, oh, too bad. But that, yeah, that's definitely one of my um, football superstitions. That oh. I just don't, I, I don't quit my boots when, I, when I'm on a, when I'm on form, I just leave them and just let it be. <laughs> not changing anything. <laughs> for listening to the Highway League podcast. Hope you can join me next time for another interesting interview.